From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. Hey, thanks for rolling up. Not only your sleeves, but to join us here on WIA National News for week commencing October 10, 2021. Implementation of two-by-one contest call signs. ACMA recently conducted a survey seeking the reviews of the amateur radio community on allocation arrangements for two-by-one call signs. After considering the feedback from the survey, ACMA has recommended to the AMC it starts allocating two-by-one call signs based on that the call signs are issued exclusively for amateur radio contests, limited to amateur radio clubs and holders of an amateur operator certificate of proficiency advanced. Two-by-one call signs will be issued for a period of 12 months and the allocation process commences at 10am the 13th of October 2021. And you know what? That's not long to wait after all this time. When Facebook and Insta went down, ham radio didn't. Amateur radio, keeping people in contact since 1901. Bruce, VK3 Triple F, will have more on this when he slips behind the mic a little later in this WIA national newscast. WIA President Scott Williams, VK3 KJ, speaks up on the upcoming WIA AGM and conference, the Oceana DX contest, and our social position. ACMA has released the five-year Spectrum Outlook document covering the 2021-2026 financial years, WIA Director Greg Kelly with this later. And Peter, VK4NBL, joins us now via DMR. Good morning. This is Peter, VK4NBL. Well, at least I'm here virtually, but physically in the beautiful Murray Bridge part of South Australia. But who cares where we are when there's amateur radio? DMR is Digital Mobile Radio, a fantastic worldwide amateur radio version of RF technology. If you haven't tried it yet, you're in for a big surprise. Last Tuesday evening, we ran the third anniversary of the Australian DMR net. There were 75 check-ins, and I would like to thank everyone who took the time to call in. There they were, from all around Australia. Don't forget, we're here on Talk Group 5 every Tuesday night. Come and join us on Australia's biggest digital voice network. It's been a real pleasure to hear you all call in and join the fun. This has been Peter, VK4NBL, for WIA News. Thanks, Pete. And now to Scott, WIA President. Many thanks, Graham, and good morning to all listeners of the WIA broadcast. And wherever you are in Australia, or in fact overseas, I hope this announcement finds you safe and well in these very challenging times. I'll be short and sharp this week with just a couple of quick messages on behalf of the WIA Board. Firstly, the Board has confirmed that the 2021 Annual General Meeting to be held on or around May or June in 2022 will be held next year as a virtual event. In addition to the AGM, a proposal has been submitted to hold a half-day online or virtual conference to replace the proposed face-to-face conference. The Board believe the online conference represents a wonderful way for the amateur radio community to re-engage and enjoy some topical presentations. It is the view of the Board that there is considerable uncertainty with the COVID overlay 
and this makes planning in advance very difficult. Please look out for announcements in the near future and we'll be sure to promote the event through all the normal mediums. A couple of weeks ago you heard from WIA Director Peter Schrader, VK4EA, about the WIA's new social media guidelines. This has been approved by the board and we're just planning the rollout of this as we speak. For those that are on social media, it has again been a very challenging few weeks with some wonderful content posted, but also unfortunately, some content and threads of conversation that just should have never have found its way to the screens of many readers. The WIA encourages the use of social media as a great medium to communicate in different ways to different audiences. We welcome constructive, respectful engagement that promotes open and friendly forums. We do not support any content that is posted that defames, vilifies, is offensive or unlawful. In regard to the WIA social media channels, these will be moderated with many comments deemed by the administrators to be inappropriate or not in the spirit of amateur radio to be removed. On a final note, it was wonderful to see so many people on the air over the last weekend for the sideban Oceana DX contest. I understand there has been a record number of logs already received with over 1,000 logs already submitted and they continue to be uploaded. There was also over 100 DXCC countries active. Operators across the country reported some favourable conditions with contest station VK4KW reporting some great propagation on 10 metres to the east coast of America. It was also great to see so many new operators competing for the very first time. Don't forget that this weekend is the CW Oceana Dares contest, which concludes at 0600 UTC on Sunday. So, all those CW operators, make sure you jump on air and support the contest. That's it for me this week. I'm going to jump on air myself and try and see if I can make a few contacts. Stay safe and well, and best wishes, Scott, VK3KJ. Hello, this is Greg, VK2GPK, with this week's board comment. On September 29, the ACMA released the latest iteration of their five-year spectrum outlook, FISO 2021-2026. The Australian Communications and Media Authority is Australia's radio frequency spectrum manager, responsible for managing the radio frequency spectrum to promote the long-term public interest derived from its use. The FYSO is ACMA's primary spectrum management document. It is released each year to provide a broad overview of trends that affect spectrum management and the factors used to inform ACMA's spectrum planning and allocation priorities. The FYSO outlines ACMA's priorities for the next five years. It includes a detailed annual work program with activities and milestones in this instance for the 2021 to 2022 financial year. ACMA have also released the submissions they received in response to the draft FYSO consultation as well as ACMA's responses to those submissions. Within the document, ACMA refer to the amateur service as a long-standing user of radio frequencies 
spectrum with a range of bands made available to qualified amateurs. They then go on to state the amateur service is designed primarily to facilitate hobby radio communications and technical experimentation. And I have to say I take exception to the use of the word hobby um, as that doesn't align with the ITU uh, definition um, nor does it align with the definition of the amateur service within Australia in the legislation. In this section they say that the amateur-related work program is multidimensional, where they support the amateur service through planning arrangements that recognise the requests of amateur radio operators to access frequency bands while balancing other demands for the spectrum. They also refer to their preferred approach to authorise the operation of non-assigned amateur um, and outpost stations under a class licence that they will assess these submissions they have received against their objectives for review against their preferred option. They also state that they are aware that many amateurs continue to be interested in operating their stations at a higher power limit, pending implementation of the outcomes associated with the review licensing arrangements. ACMA state they are examining the feasibility of and options for higher power licensing. They then go on to state they'll consult with the amateur community on any regulatory changes that may ensue. One other interesting thing I found in the when reading the document was the Radio Communications Act refers to emissions up to 420 terahertz, far higher than emissions regulated by many other jurisdictions and even the International Tele- Telecommunication Telecommunications Union, the ITU. As such, Earth sta- and then they go on to state that as such, Earth stations using infrared communications require authorisations under ACMA's Radio Communications Licensing Scheme. Well, that's it for this week. Um, this is Greg, VK2GPK. Bye. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. We begin as usual with news from Region 1, UK Foundation Practical Assessments, following a meeting of the RSGB Examination Standard Committee at which Ofcom was represented. The current mandatory Foundation practical requirements are with immediate effect, permanently removed. If clubs want to retain a practical element of training to support the learning of their candidates, either as demonstrations or hands-on, they're strongly encouraged to do so. For the full announcement, please see the RSGB exam announcements webpage. To Ireland, the current agreement with the IRTS for the setting, organising and correcting examinations for the Harmonised Amateur Radio Certificate is due to expire on the 21st of December 21. In advance of the expiry of the agreement, Comreg intends to publish an invitation to participate in a tender process for parties interested in administering the Harrick examinations in Ireland and it will be published on Comreg's website in due course. The Comreg document gives the figures for the number of exam candidates for each year, ending June 30. In 2017, there were 43, 2018, 47, 
2019, 50. In 2020, 60. And in 2021, just four candidates. The IRTS paper-based 60 question Herrick exam is only held twice a year and typically has a pass rate of around 65 to 70%. In previous years, some amateurs from the UK have travelled to Dublin to take the exam as all Herrick certificates are recognised by Ofcom and the holder is therefore eligible for a full UK call sign. In further education news from Region 1, Norway defers replacement of paper-based ham radio exams. Norwegian Communications Authority, ENCOM, has announced that radio amateurs will have to continue doing paper exams for a while longer and the questions in the exam will be increased to 60. Norway has only one class of licence and it permits one kilowatt output. Their Herrick exam used to be the shortest among SEP member countries at just 28 questions. A few years ago this was increased to 35 and now ENCOM has announced it will be 60 questions. News from Region 2, new Victor Pupper 8 licences for use in the former Falkland Island dependencies have not been available for some years now, causing considerable difficulty to Major D Expeditions and others wishing to operate from these remote regions, including the recent Victor Pupper 8 Papa Juliet South Orkney's operation. However, Southgate News report a major breakthrough and Ofcom have finally authorised the use of a new prefix for these former dependencies. The new prefix is Victor Papa Zero, and once legislation is enacted, it will be applied to the two British overseas territories of South Georgia and South Sandwich Islands and the British Antarctic Territory. The existing Victor Papa Rate prefix will then apply exclusively to the Falkland Islands only. The new Victor Papa Zero prefix will apply to the following DXCC entities. British Claims Sector of the Antarctic Mainland, including Antarctic Peninsula and nearby islands. South Orkney Islands, South Shetland Islands, South Georgia and South Sandwich Islands. It's proposed that the Falkland Islands Communications Regulator will administer these licences on behalf of the governments of the British Antarctic Territory and South Georgia and South Sandwich Islands. Bahamas Radio in a Box Operation Charlie 6 Alpha Golf Uniform from Wood K November Alpha 001 during the CQ Worldwide DXCW Contest November 27th and 28th and the ARRL 160m CW contest December 3rd to the 5th. Activities outside the contest will be on 160 to 10 metres, with a focus on the low bands including CW, SSB and FT8. Once again, this will be an RIB radio in a box operation aboard the Catamaran NV Magnet. For details, see qrz.com under Charlie 6 Alpha Golf Uniform and the video on YouTube. This operation will be using six RIBs with amps into various verticals. QSL via Hotel Alpha 7 Romeo Yankee or Club Log or LOTW. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. The bands were alive with the sound of Morse. Yes, this weekend it's the Oceania CW Contest. From 0800 hours UTC Saturday October 9 to 0800 hours UTC Sunday October 10. 
Spring VHF UHF field days in November 27-28. December 4 and 5, 160 metres worldwide. December 11 and 12, 10 metres worldwide. Then next year in January 2022, January, the entire month every year is the WIA Ross Hull VHF UHF Marathon Contest. 0000 hours UDC 1 January to 2359 hours UDC 31st January. WIA VHF UHF Field Day, Summer 2022. 0100 hours UDC Saturday 15 January through 0059 hours UDC Sunday 16 January. Deficit VK6. Of course, recently held was that PARG CW contest. DX Window, Hungary. Budapest Radio Amateur Society, BRASZ, will be using a great call sign HG5 Nature until October the 22nd. The activation taking place during and after the World of Hunting and Nature exhibition in Budapest. QSL VRE QSL. Until the 2nd of November, West of Scotland ARS are running station GB4GDS, celebrating 90 years of the Guide Dog Association. More information about the station can be found at WOSARS.club. Panama 3E200P from Colin, Panama, marking the nation's 200th anniversary of independence from Spain. The station is on air until November 30th on various HF bands using several modes. QSL via club logs OQRS or LOTW. Japan. 8J250IWA is helping celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Japanese city of Uyakura. This call sign will be on air through to December 5. QSLs will be sent via the Bureau. One of many stations celebrating the 60th anniversary of the Antarctic Treaty System is Tamas, HA6LT. He is active as HA60ANT until the 31st of December. Listen out for other stations with ANT in the special event call sign. VK1WIA National News. I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Bruce, VK3FFF. Thanks, Trevor. Actually, just ahead of special interest group news, let's check in with wireless weather. Earth can make its own auroras without solar storms. Researchers from UCLA have discovered a new way Earth can make auroras. Electron beams shooting up from our planet's atmosphere sometimes paint the sky green without the aid of solar activity. These geo-auroras can appear even when the sun is absolutely quiet. In other wireless weather news, we learn Solar Cycle 25 continues to overperform. Sunspot counts for September 2021 were the highest in more than five years, and for the 11th month in a row, the sunspot number has significantly exceeded the official forecast. 
The sun has a mind of its own, though. Higher-than-expected sunspot counts suggest a stronger cycle, with a peak occurring in late 2024 instead of mid-2025. This is good news for the Aurora watchers, but maybe not so good for the Internet. Okay, two special interest groups, Summits on the Air, Worldwide Flora, Fauna Program, Parks on the Air and other adventure groups. The K1 USN Radio Club has announced the inaugural Autumn New England Parks on the Air, any POTA event, which will take place on Saturday, October 16th from 0100 to 2359 UTC. The goal is to have one group or individual operator at as many parks on the air as possible. The K1 USN Radio Club hopes this will become an annual event. This is a recreational radio event, not a contest, so no logs will be required to participate. Summaries of activity are encouraged, however, and a post-event link will be available. SOTA summits become a dog's best friend. This story from Amateur Radio Newsline is about summits on the air and the dogs who love summit activations as much as their human counterparts. It originates from Europe, so before we and VK start taking our pooches hiking, remember, many a park summit is out of bounds to our furry friends. And sensibly so. Ed Durrant, DD5LP, loves puppies, tells us of their adventures. A recent photo gallery called Sota Dogs on Summits was so popular when it first appeared online on the Sota Reflector website that a second edition surfaced this year. This new pack of Sota Dogs includes Yuri and Vinny, with Vinny the elder statesman of the mountain for Martin OE3VBU. There's Zoe, avid radio hound of Jeffrey KX6I, and even a Sota puppy in training, introduced by a proud radio buddy Stuart KB1HQS. The mountain goat of the bunch turns out to be a mountain sheep, a lamb named Norrit, born last May and rejected by his mother. Norrit says bah instead of bark, but he and his friend John, EA3BV, are likely to have some summit adventures that are likely wild and woolly. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP. That's DD5 Loves Puppies. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Final Frontier. The 2021 AMSAT 39th Annual Space Symposium and General Meeting has been renamed in honour of Dr Tom Clark, K3IO, Silent Key, Director Emeritus and President Emeritus of AMSAT and Amateur Radio Satellite Pioneer. K3IO died September 28th. He was 82. The 2021 AMSAT Dr. Tom Clark K3IO Memorial Space Symposium and Annual General Meeting will be held virtually on Zoom on October the 30th. AMSAT members must register to attend via AMSAT's member portal. The 2021 AMSAT Dr. Tom Clark K3IO Memorial Space Symposium will also be available to the general public as a live stream event on AMSAT's YouTube channel. 
please join AMSAT to celebrate the many contributions of Dr. Tom Clark, K3IO, and the exciting opportunities of amateur radio in space. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, IOTA, OC073, Minamai Torishima, be looking for Take JG8NQJ to once again be active as JG8NQJ JD1 from Marcus Island, Minamai Torishima, OC073 for three months until mid-December. He is there to work on the island's weather station. Activity will be limited to his spare time. Usually, he'll be mainly on 17 metres, but may try 40, 30 metres, and will also be on 20, 15, 12, 10, 6 metres using CW, possibly RITI. QSL the Bureau via home call JG8NQJ. The logs for the IOTA Contest 2021 Island Stations have been added to the IOTA database and are available for QSO matching. Record holders who have made IOTA contacts in an IOTA contest after 2003 can claim credit for them without submitting QSLs provided that the contact details match. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting. Jota Jyoti takes place from the 15th to the 17th of October. Hundreds of scout and guide stations take part, including many from over in Ireland. So VK troops, get your ears on. Currently registered from EI are the 14th Galway Scout Group, the 17th Longwood Meath, the 1st Meath Navan Scouts, and the 2nd Leash Rathdowney and the 5th Mayo Copper Coast Scout Group. More information, including a full list of participating stations, can be found on jotajoti.info. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio. When Facebook and Insta go offline, Amateur Radio, the original social media, still gets through and has done so since 1901. Same as when disaster strikes. Amateur radio operators all around the USA, including central Illinois, set two for the annual SET session, a practice session demonstrating on how to keep up communication when disaster strikes. Peoria County's Amateur Radio Emergency Service, or ARES, held the session in Alpha Park. There, they communicated with other radio operators all around the country. Organisers say if cell phones, landlines and the internet go down during a storm or something worse, radio is the next best option and a great way to communicate with the American Red Cross and other rescue agencies. Emergency communicator Richard Holtman said, this gives us an opportunity to get out and get some real-world practice out in the field with our equipment and our people practicing various techniques that are used. Holtman added, radio was especially important during the November 2013 tornado that hit Tazewell County as it allowed for much quicker communication with the Red Cross when phone systems were out of commission.
Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Yota. Congratulations. The IRTS, the Irish Society, are congratulating Megan, EI5LA, on the successful completion of her licence examination. Megan is only 14 years old. Here in VK, we wish her the best success on the bands. Megan joins a growing number of young ops in EI and, with the quality training from the National Shortwave Listeners Club, along with support from the IRTS, we expect to see this number to grow. Over in the USA, two years ago, Kanushi Desai, always an inquisitive youngster, decided to join the Jefferson Middle School Electronics Club, the then sixth grader took an immediate liking to the activity. She started learning more and more and soon got her older sister, Jashvi, interested. She started learning from Kanushi. Today, the pair of sisters are proud owners of amateur radio licences after passing both the FCC technician class and general class amateur radio exams. Kanushi is 13 and now an 8th grader at Jefferson. Big sister Jasvi, 18, is three weeks into her freshman year at Princeton. Both credit Dennis Clipper, a community volunteer in the local ham radio club, for piquing their interest in a hobby they plan to continue well into adulthood. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F in sunny Bendigo. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Well, there we be. The 2021 social scene is next. VK6, it's Perth Tech, October 23. In VK4, it's the 122 GHz testing and tune-up day, 10am October 24 at Redcliffe and District Radio Club. And in VK3, Rosebud Radio Fest by Spark, 9.30am November 14. So now until next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.